Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. This is the podcast that gets people waffling about their mental health, coping mechanisms, life's minor inconveniences, and the music that soundtracks it all. So join me as I open up shop and have a waffle. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast. The podcast where myself and a wide range of guests have a waffle about mental health, life's challenges, and those pet hates that really get on our nerves. I'm your host, Taylor James, so join me as I open up shop and have a waffle. Welcome to another episode of the Waffle Shop Podcast. Today I'm joined by actor, voiceover artist, producer, fellow podcaster, Craig Kelly. Welcome to the Waffle Shop. Hi, mate. Hi, Taylor. <laughs> Thanks for inviting me, buddy. Great to be here. No, honestly, pleasure is all mine. You, I'm a huge fan of your podcast. And when, obviously, I, I saw it on the in- Instagram, I was like, do you know what? Just slide into the DMs. See what he says. <laughs> <laughs> See what he says. <laughs> you did. You slid into the DM. No problem. Boom. Have a bit of that. <laughs> but it is like, and I think this is one thing that this year has taught me is you know, you don't actually don't get. And I think if, you know, if you're not taking those chances and stuff at the minute, then not that you're doing something wrong, but you know, see what happens. What's, what's the worst that can happen? The worst is happening. <laughs> yes. No, good, good point. But I think, I think you touched on a good point there. 2020 for all its horror. I think there has been pockets of joy and moments of inspiration throughout okay. and creativity has found a way. You know, my podcast was born out of lockdown. Yeah. And I, I think yours was too, right? Yeah, it's exactly the same. So, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a, you can't dampen down the 
creative spirit. I think yeah. it's hugely, hugely important. I love it. I, I think it's a really good place to start is with the podcast. Obviously, Kelly's heroes. And I think it's a little bit selfish because I don't just think they're your heroes. So I think you might need to work on the title. <laughs> but you <laughs> have had some phenomenal guess like you've got like Tamsin Althwaite you've got you know Terry York from the, the specials like Julie Graham like yeah so many phenomenal people like yeah. your phone book must be like <laughs> gold <laughs> yeah well it is I mean I've just happened to have met a lot of people in in my time and and it's you know it's a nice thing to keep in touch with really great people and, yeah. and, and cool people. I mean, I mean, there's only two people in that, uh, out of the 15. Terry Hall, who, who is now a friend, but wasn't before the podcast, uh, and Tom Robinson, um, who I'd only met once. The rest of them are all friends. But what was really interesting about it is um, that, you know, it was a bit like you. I just sort of slid into Terry's DMs. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and I just said, I actually said to her, I said, I've done about six. And I said, Terry, this is a long shot because I know you don't do anything like this. I've never seen anything with you out there, yeah. really. You're, you're, you know, you're quite a private person. Um, and I basically did a massive thing about all the reasons sort of why he yeah. was going to say no. <laughs> and then he got back to me almost the next day and said, I, I would love to. It would be an honour. I, I just couldn't believe it. Wow. And it, so it's as you say, if you don't ask, you don't get. I think a lot of people want to have a natter and they want yeah. to have a chat if they feel that they're in safe hands. Oh, you know? well, I'm going to take that. That's why I'm doing this, because... mate. You're a, pair, <laughs> you're a pair of Ray Clements' gloves. I'm going to write that on my CV, I think. I'm going to put it on my LinkedIn. <laughs> You're safe, Paramount. You'll take care of the ball. <laughs> we'll see, see what, how that chat goes. <laughs> you might not be saying that in about <laughs> 10 minutes. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, let's see. <laughs> no, honestly, like Terry Hall when in that, because, you know, I'm from Coventry, so the specials is yeah. a huge part of, like, our culture, if you like. Like, I grew yeah. up listening to their music. You know, my mum and dad were, well, they, they still, well, my dad's still a bit of a party animal. So do you know what I mean? It's, it's that is kind he, of culture. He's still that, a party animal. But he, it's he's, right. He's, he's, calm, he's calmed it, down he? a little bit, but he, yeah, he was part of all those kind of like nineties illegal raves and stuff like that. So yeah, that, that's what I grew up around. So it was either yeah. stuff like the specials. It was like nineties house music. There, yeah. there's, there was no kind of in between. Yeah. Um, good, good, yeah, when, good music though. Oh yeah. Like, but I don't, now looking back like my music taste will go from anything from like like the specials to like meatloaf to celine dion to you know guns and roses to like hang on a minute steps and stuff like it's <laughs> hang on a minute hang on a minute did you just say celine dion you cut oh hang on actually oh, hang i'm, on, I'm no, gonna no, have to no. wait wait i'm Apart gonna have to bring it up song. here <laughs> i'm gonna bring it <laughs> go on I, I forgot about that. Celine. Well, Celine Dion, as you may know, obviously did the theme tune to a small film called Titanic, which I believe someone had a small part in. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was an amazing job, you know, because um, I, I'm not sure if you've seen the, the, the Instagram post. I actually found the original Titanic script, script yeah. in my loft as I was tidying up, literally untouched for wow. what it was 1996 or 97 that we shot that somewhere around that period yeah. I, I mean it's like 
it, it, it must have been a spare copy because there's no notes in it, just pristine. But um, that job was uh, an amazing experience. But when you're 25, 26, I think I yeah. was, although you enjoy it, and although you, you, you know it's a good gig to get, you kind of take it all in your stride. I mean, yeah. mate, uh, you know, James Cameron made us all uh, margaritas. And, uh, you know, it, we had parties with all the stars, with Leo, with Kay. I used to play video games with Leo in his, uh, in, in his room, because all the rooms were like sort of, it was like a specially built uh, place. That was the first yeah. film where they, where they uh, Rosarito it was in, in, in Mexico. And they built a studio wow. specifically for that film. And part of it, you'd have basically everyone's room was the same. Maybe Leo's in case was slightly bigger. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and it just had their name on it. And people would go in and out of each other's room and say, hi, you know, hi, Billy Zane. How are you, mate? You okay? Yeah, I'm just going to have, have some, yeah. some, some food. So I'll see you later. You see Leo? Yeah, he's, he's just over there with a the, with the, the gecko <laughs> on his shoulder. Oh, hi, Leo. <laughs> hey, you're right. No, I mean, it was, but when you're, you know, when you're uh, 25, 26, you feel like, yeah, this is this is what it's always going to be like. Yeah. This this is this is. In fact, Leo, why have you got my part? <laughs> What's going on here? I think I think there was there was there was a problem with the casting. They've spelled your um, name wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was it was a wonderful experience, and I was such a cheeky so and so. I mean, I really was. I went up to James Cameron, and this is uh, this is the God's honest truth. And it was my first day, and I had this the first time I'd ever grown a, a, a goatee. Uh, and I was really proud of it, so I turned up with this goat. I was about twenty-five, and um, and, uh, and it was on the first day you were getting your, you were in Mexico, pale skin, getting your costume fittings, you this, that, and the other. And they said, "Oh, James wants to say hello." So James Cameron was 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 doing his bit. I think he was talking to the DOP, and I'd heard that all his mates called him Jim. So um, so he, he waved, and I said, "Jim, Jim." Mate, can I have a word? I'll bend your ear for a minute. <laughs> yeah, and he went, what? Because no, everyone was terrified of him, but me. He went, what? I said, word, mate. He went, yeah. And I said, um, see this script? I said, uh, the way you've written my character, it's great, um, but at the moment, I, I, ju I just need a little more. Can you just just, just give me something that I can wow. hook onto? And quick as a flash, he went, he's an Edwardian cyberpunk. And I went, boom. Cheers, Jim. <laughs> and that was story. it. We got <laughs> on incredibly, yeah, we got on incredibly well because he he really liked my my vibe. And we got on, he used to yeah. chat. In fact, in fact, he gave me about another... Initially, I had six scenes in that film, and he gave me another four. So wow. when I went to the premiere, I thought I was going to have like a, a much bigger part than than is in there now because I yeah. thought oh, I've got ten scenes. I'm going to really make my mark because in the 1950s or 1960s film, A Night to Remember, my character had a really big part in the movie. Yeah. So I thought, oh wow, I'm going to really. It's, this is like more than a cameo now. This is like a real good supporting role, and. I, I remember being there, and I'm sure you know Prince Charles was like four rows down. Um, Kate was filming on something; she wasn't there. So there's 
Anyway, and I remember watching this film and um, I had three scenes in it. So as far as I was concerned, six scenes, seven scenes have been brutally yeah. taken away from me. And it transpired, the only reason that that happened was because Jim's first cut of that film was about yeah. five and a half hours long. Well, because I was going to say, because it's quite a lengthy film as it is, isn't it? Yeah, I think it went down to about three hours and yeah. 10, 15 or, or whatever. It's certainly a three hour film. He he had to cut that. Anyway, I suppose what, what my point is, was we got on really well. And because he kept wanting me around, yeah, I kept being like held. Like, I was supposed to be there for two weeks. Yeah. I was there for three months, wow. getting paid to be in Mexico. And every time after, after I, I'd, I'd sort of, you'd get the, you'd get the, um, you'd get the, um, the call sheet and there'd be all these names on it, right? And it was a massive, massive call sheet because it was an epic film. And you get this call sheet and, I'm, and I'd be ready. I'd be a, 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 a professional and be like, right, okay. I'll be, you know, I'll be, I'll be working tomorrow, you know, so I'm not going out tonight. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be on tomorrow. And then I'd go, go down this list and it'd say, Harold Bride, Craig Kelly, and it would just go H. Now H means hold, but to me it meant holiday. <laughs> because this went on, mate. This went on and on and on and on. And I kept saying, she said, look, I don't mind being here. This is fantastic. I'm getting yeah. paid. This is a wonderful experience. But I'd just like to know when, when I'm going to be able to <laughs> gonna be leave and go home. <laughs> And they just kept saying, Jim, Jim really likes you. You know, he really likes your character. Yeah. He's finding, you know, more ways of you to be in this movie. So um, it was a wonderful, wonderful experience. I've got, I'm, and literally on a separate podcast, we could talk for about an hour about my what Titanic. What a compliment though, like to have, because yeah. I think it is up there. I mean, obviously I know there's like the, the heavy hitters now with like the Marvel films and like Avatar yeah. and stuff, but I still think it's up there with like, the most successful films of all time. Oh yeah, it was the first it's film to break crazy. the billion. It was the first film to make break the billion dollar mark. I think. Wow. You know, let me tell you something about Leo. You could see it in his eyes. He there was no way he wasn't going to get to the top. Yeah. He listen. I had dinner with him. He's he's one of the I, best, isn't he? I played video games with him. Um, we had a laugh. We had a joke. He he had it in his eyes. Yeah. Whatever that is, whatever that that knowingness of I yeah, it might have helped that he was probably getting millions to play the lead. <laughs> in Titanic, but it was more than that. He was yeah. very he was very kind of kind of reserved, kind of thoughtful. Didn't really give a lot of himself away. Knew his lines inside out. You know, very professional. Um, you know. There was um, there was there was a lot of possible distractions for both him and Kate, and the same yeah. with Kate. They were absolutely both of them. Kate as well has got it. Just that now I can see it. At the time, I I thought that I had it in in the sense of that drive or that um, that belief in in, yeah. in myself to go on to greater things. Um, you know, it's not happened for me in the same way that it happened for them. So I didn't necessarily marvel at it as I do now, because all I can say is, is, is it's no fluke how well those people have done. Yeah. And it's not just about confidence. It's about lack of fear. It's about belief. It's about being brave. And I think, and I think that's a lesson that we can all learn. 
just, just, to say, just you doing can a bit of painting. To, yeah, <laughs> you can relate that to so many different yeah. aspects of your life. Yeah. Um, one final question on the Titanic theme, because we yeah. have got so much to go through. Like, it, it's I'm so excited for the rest of this chat already. Um, do you think he could have fit on that um, bit of wood or door or whatever? <laughs> Your <laughs> for being there, what? being there on the boat, do you think yeah. he could have fit on that plank of wood? Do I think he could have fit? Um, well, I think so. I'm not entirely sure. No. I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> what do you think? Looking at it from an outsider's point of view, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. I think he could have fit on there. I yeah, but he, he got very cold. It. Is it the end bit you're talking about when he yeah. slips off and Kate goes, Jack? <laughs> I'll never let you go. <laughs> I mean, listen, I knew what was coming and I was in bed. You know. Oh, oh, and here's a little Did your character survive? Thinking. Yes, he survived. Oh, fair play. He 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 was a good <laughs> storyteller, my character. He he said that he tread water for 45 minutes, which is literally impossible. He'd have died, but it might have felt like 45 minutes. But he was yeah. a bit of a hero, um, Harold Bride, because he basically got, got rescued and then went straight onto the, I think it was a Carpathia, and basically got straight to work on the, on the, oh. you know, on the, um, on the Morse code, Not, on the yeah. uh, Morricone. But let me just tell you one little tidbit about Titanic, I love which this. you may or may not know. But when they were showing, when they did the, they were going to the final processes, the, the, the final edit almost, they suddenly realized quite late on, I think, that, there was no, because um, it was so cold in the uh, Oh, Atlantic, breath. There'd have been breath, yeah. and you saw the breath. But because when we filmed it, it was, it was, it was Mexico. It wasn't, you know, and they filmed it in <laughs> a Shark infested waters. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah, they filmed it in a studio. They didn't film it in the, in the sea. Filmed it in a, in a studio. But they actually put the, the, I don't know if it's one of the first films to have done it. I'm not sure, but they put the breath in after. Yeah. And it was one of those things that, can you imagine? <laughs> You've made no. one of the most I, famous I, roles in history sound like a parrot. The, <laughs> <laughs> I think I've got to shave my beard off or I can get away with that. Anyway, go on. Oh, right. If Back. Wherever. <laughs> right, stop it now. It's going to go on forever. I hours. believe. The podcast. Kelly's Heroes. So we we mentioned obviously you started it in lockdown as a bit of a passion project. Yeah. Is it something that obviously you're a you're a voiceover actor as well? Like you know, you're very you know you. I don't think there's a lot that your voice hasn't been on. But was it like podcasting something that you've always wanted to do, or was it just like do um, you know what I've got this bit of time to start well, something? If I'm if I'm completely honest, the I've always quite fancied myself being on radio um, and the podcasting has been like a, a possibility. Um, but I'd never thought of myself doing my own podcast show. Yeah. Um, but what happened was Kelly's Heroes was basically born out of an idea I had about two years ago. I was floating around with an idea that um, I did have talks with um, XFM about. Um, and it was it was just a possibility of you know of, of my own show yeah. on a on a major channel, and um, you know so I put this this uh, treatment together, 
And basically, you know, it was a great idea, but it was, it was quite simple uh, and it had, it had a few different parts. But the one section that I wanted was Kelly's Heroes. And on yeah. that section, it would be every week I would get a famous mate to come and talk to me. And at the end, we'd play their favourite song on vinyl. So that was, that yeah, was the I format of Kelly's Heroes. So anyway, um, we, you know, with the XFM thing, uh, um, it, it, you know, it didn't work out in the end. And then rather than me go and tout it to anybody else, I, I then got busy doing, doing the, I think, the, the, I think on my film and with yeah. fun with life and being um, uh, the, the producer for my film. So I just parked it. As, as you do and lockdown happened and we were in about we were about six weeks into lockdown and my, and my beautiful wife Camilla said babe I think you should do the podcast based yeah. on that idea from you know from your radio show and I was like okay what a great idea and um and I said I've got the kit because I've got the professional kit that I've bought yeah. for, the, for the for you know for the for the ads and stuff and, and the documentaries so I had it all set up in my Erin covered and it was raring to go. So I had the concept, I had the voice, I had the confidence, um, I had the famous mates. And then I said to my wife, I said, okay, but I just want to do something different. And at that point, I'd never listened to one single podcast wow. because in the, in the six weeks before I did it, everyone was saying, listen to Seth Rogen, listen to Joe Thingy, listen to so-and-so, yeah. listen to... I said, you know what? I'm not going to listen to anyone. I'm just going to be authentic. I'm just going to do, do what I want to do. And, and then what happened was I, I got all these people. I, I just texted them and called them. And everyone said, yeah. I was like, oh, my yeah. God, I've got to do it. I've actually got to do it now. Ten of them have come back to me like within an hour saying, yeah, we'd love to do it. I was like, oh, my God, I've got to do it. So anyway, so I, so, so I set all that up. I did the first three in about a week. And uh, before I did that... Um, I had the idea that I knew that I wanted to make it entertaining. I yeah. knew that I didn't want to put any restrictions on it. So if the guest wanted to get deep and share emotional stuff with me, that would be okay. Cause yeah. it was like, like a safe room. But I wanted that idea of two mates in a pub. Cause at yeah. that point we couldn't go in a pub. So I wanted the idea of two mates having a beer, having a heart to heart. So that could be a catch up. It could be, it could be issues that they needed to talk about. Whatever it was, I knew that the end would be I wanted them to sing their song. And I didn't have the beginning. I didn't necessarily know what I was going to do with the beginning. And my wife just brilliantly said, why don't you get them to answer questions from the kids? I was like, oh, my God, that's absolutely genius. Yeah. And so we did that. And then they, the kids never know who I'm speaking to. And yeah. the way I did it, because it's the way I roll, I'd normally do it about 10 minutes before I was due to go live. I'd go, kids, 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 um, questions, questions, got any questions from my kids? And then Vinny and Frida would just come up with these brilliant, without even thinking about it. I love how simple the questions are though. And then when you yeah. hear like your guests answer them, it's like yeah. they're stumped. They're like, oh, yes. um, I, I, I don't know. And they're like, it's like, they, they don't like, you know, panic or anything, but you can hear like their brain ticking. Yeah. Like, on some of them, you're like, wow. Like for just a well, simple question. They're, they're such honest, nice, authentic questions. And also oh. I think you see yourself in your, in your child's questions. Like one of the questions that Vincent asked me, not knowing I was about to speak to Terry Hall was, <laughs> ask your guests what you dreamt last night. 
And Joe, and that led, down. <laughs> yeah, then that led to the to the brilliant Terry I was Hall. Saying, when I heard this, I was like, recurring dream. What the hell? Like, I thought yeah. it was just going to be like you know something really generic, but yeah, he came out with what d- yeah. dreaming of Simon Le Bon from Duran <laughs> Duran on a boat. And you know, a lot of girls like trying to invite him onto this yeah. boat. And you kind of like the whole vibe of like sitting in the pub. Like if you were sat there having a few pints and your mate came out with that, like I think you would be a bit like, what the hell? Oh, you'd be <laughs> like, executes like, it so well. Yeah, well, it's the fact that it's 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 a recurring dream. And then and then what I kind of um quite like about it as well because it's a dream and I can say this is 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 I, I said well what happens when you don't get on the boat it goes it blows up I was like thank god you didn't get on the boat you know um, to get that from a great like Terry Hall to get uh, something as like almost profound and um um insightful and funny yeah. and it just a little story like that can tell you a lot about 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 a person and yeah you know, sort of what's going on. And then and then I, I delved a bit deeper and he, he basically thought that it might be that he was inviting him to have a, a huge level of success in success the same way that Duran Duran did, you know. And um, yeah, so it is, it is an amazing moment. Uh, and, I love it. And also, I think it's what, something that... Sorry, carry on. No, 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 go on. <laughs> I, I, I was just going to say, and, and then another amazing moment. But I think the whole thing for me was, was pretty amazing. But, you know, to sing a duet at the end with... Terry Hall, who should be knighted by the way, um, to, like, to sing Moon River was just like, I had goosebumps, mate. I, I, I had goosebumps. I, I did listen to it. So yeah. to have, I, I can't even imagine what was going through your head. Like, at I was that just, point. Get the right note, Craig. Get the right <laughs> note. <laughs> it was an hour of warm-ups me, before. <laughs> no, but yeah, exactly. Oh, mama, ma, hey. But he said, um, he said, um, just before the song, he said, "You come in on on the on the on the second verse." And if he hadn't have said that, I wouldn't have dared come in because he <laughs> sang like an angel. It honestly, it was one of it. Got, honestly, I've listened to that two or three times, and every yeah. time I'm a bit, I take a little bit extra away. And it's like what you were saying yeah. about, you know, that feeling of being in a pub with your mates, and yes. you know, I, I've never met the pair of you, but it's like I'm just sat there. Like yes. in the room with it, and then when he starts singing, you just like you get that little bit of a like you get a little bit giddy. She's like, yeah. I, I mean, I know what's going obviously going to happen, but I'm like, what a moment! Like, oh mate, so literally the. I mean, that's the the moment for me in yeah. that series. I mean, I did you know quite a few episodes, and I won't say which ones, but I've some of them I think stand out more than others not that anyone was not relevant and and interesting because they were but I do have a few favorite wow moments and that was that tops them all Terry singing with a backing band on it on his game and then him saying to me and me going oh mate mate that was amazing you went did it sound all right sound all right (laughs) yeah but this is a guy who's like at the top, top level of, of what he does. And yeah. he's asking me if, if, if it sounded okay, you know? And so, you know, I mean, that's the mark of the man and, and how humble he is and, uh, and mm. um, you know, and, and how, uh, I mean, he's certainly not got a big ad, you know what I mean? He's certainly yeah. not, 
not arrogant, but because he's a creative person. I think with creation comes a lot of things, yeah. a lot of, you know, because there's a lot of creative people that have the outer of, uh, you know, I'm completely 100% the most confident person you've ever met. But you might never know. You know, you certainly might never know with an actor about how they're, they're actually feeling. Yeah. You know, I, I because it's such a brutal this, business. Um, with similar to yourself, like I had one of those moments when I recorded my own Duff Duff moment with Janine from EastEnders. And I listened and, to that, it's brilliant. <laughs> and it was it's like, brilliant. you know, someone like Charlie Brooks, who is, you know, a phenomenal actress, saying like, you know, it's a confidence thing. It's like putting on a mask. Like everyone expects, you know, when you are an actor or an actress, you know, that you have all this confidence that you know what you're doing. But like, and I think this is one has been the biggest lesson for me throughout recording the podcast and lockdown is that it doesn't matter like what walk of life you're from or like what, you know, profession you do. We're all feeling those same emotions. And it's Definitely. something that's really kind of grounded me a lot throughout this whole yeah. process like journey if you like that i'm on so it's, it's a great it's thing that you've done mad this. yeah but but it's great it's great that you've done this and I'm, i can see it's it's really good for you and i can see it's really good for your, your listeners and yeah. it's done it's done in, in <laughs> incredibly well and and there's it, it you know what's not to like you know no, i appreciate you're it. not you know, you're not you're not in the business, so which makes it even more sweeter. Yeah, I think that's what I think baffles a lot of people. They're like, "How long have you been doing this for?" Like, "Oh, since March." They're like, "Oh, <laughs> really?" It's like, "Where are you doing?" I was like, "My bedroom." <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's a honestly, is... you, you're doing a great job. You're no, I appreciate great... that. Right, but yeah. we're here to talk about you, so I, yeah. I can't take compliments. Me, so, darling, um, me. Yes, this you. Christ's sake. So with. The podcast obviously you've spoke yes. to so many incredible guests i thought it would be a bit of a fun idea to see how much you actually listened to those guests mm -hmm. and yeah, i prepared cool. some questions okay this is wow put me right on the spot here my seat's got very hot all of a sudden. do you need a toilet break <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> so just, just check in no i'm fine the right got very so hot. How many seasons of Hotel Babylon did Tamsin Althwaite do? Oh my God, that is a very good question. Okay, and now you see. you were in this. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. Hold on a minute, I know. Um, I, I I tell you what, it's definitely two or three. It's one of those numbers for sure. And let me work out. I'm gonna go. I'm go, I'm gonna go with two. Go with two. She did two. Yeah. Fair play, well done. Okay, <laughs> next <that>. question. <laughs> <laughs> you want to start for camp? Well done. Bang on trend at the moment. Oh no, yeah, it is on trend. Which one of your guests was bit by a poisonous spider and had to have an anti <laughs> Emodium instant. When you do, if you ever caught short, take an emodium instant. <laughs> if you it's like if anyone's stick. going traveling. You literally listen to that episode yeah. because it will get you out yeah. of a lot if of tricky you, spots. If, if you were ever to need a sloppy shit, then you take a modium <laughs> plus. It's a wonderful thing. Cause two out of two. Come on. So yeah, where where were you when I was in Bali and had barley belly? <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> okay. Should have gone to the Indian chemist that have had something for you. Oh no, I did, and I think it made it ten times. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, then it all blows up. Yeah. Okay. 
Which of your guests got locked out of their hotel room whilst completely naked? I was stuck as Parker's. I'm Julie Graham. And I should have gone into Clunzy's room, but I didn't. And this hotel <laughs> porter saw my... He thought his whole birthdays and Christmases had come at once, you know. And oh. I only thought men did that. Anyway, sorry, Julie, for listening. That, that sounded more like Billy Conley. Well, I think about it is, you know, it's great to be back. I've been in America trying to get famous, you know. Only problem is the bastards won't let you, you know. <laughs> So we more should have than, introduced more. you as a an impressionist as well because it's like no, you know, <laughs> I don't even know who I'm talking sounds, to you now. <laughs> well, hold on, if you go from Billy Conley, you could suddenly be you and McGregor. I'm so lucky to have done Star Wars. I can't, <laughs> you know. The thing is, I'm lucky. Which one is who? Who is who? I've never seen those two in the same room. Anyway, t- together. So I'm just wondering if, if, if like Ooh. you know. Because their the voices, it's a really interesting thing. I mean, I am joking, of course. I know, <laughs> I know Billy Conley and, and you and a completely different people, but something similar about their voices, which is interesting. Because one's from Glasgow and one's from Edinburgh. Yeah. To me, you know, there's just a lightness, I suppose, and, and a Scottishness. Anyway, go on. The thing I was going to spin is, off then to like a Scottish accent then. I thought, no. Three, is that three out of three? This is, three this out of three, you're doing well. This question, which from your from your children, I thought was brilliant. Oh, and yeah. I'm not going to, well, I can't say obviously who it was to, but for the incredible artist that he is, to be yeah. asked this question, I was like, yeah. wow. But you probably, you probably know the answer. What is Jonathan Yeo's favourite colour? Green. Oh, you're smashing this. Because Lucian Freud introduced him in, to green. Because yeah. green, if you look at the human skin, there's a lot more green in it than you think. You know, which is I'm true. I'm painting my living room at the minute. Just have a look. Green colour. I don't know if you can see that. <laughs> Yay, mate. Boom. You've got a bit of green. See, mine's, mine's sort of railings black. Shadow and ball, railings black. Shadow and ball. Oh, God, my face is hurting. Um, <laughs> final question. I think I probably should start this one's a fairly easy one. Which of your guests is a former king of the jungle? Oh, well, it's Saffold's <laughs> Craigie. You know, I just smoked a few road laps. You know, I don't know how I run it. I just, you know, didn't do nothing. Just smoked a couple of road laps and they, and they, <laughs> they crowned me king of the jungle. He said, you could win that, Craigie. You don't have to do much. <laughs> we, we, we don't disagree to because I think Tuffers has been extremely modest because he had to do loads of trials and yeah. he's just a great, great guy. Worthy winner. He just, he, do you know what the thing about Tuffers is? He's authentic and he's himself and he wasn't anyone else. And because he's having a few roll ups and he's getting stuck in with the trials and he was having his little catnaps or whatever it was that, you know, he captured the heart of the nation, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, definitely. Um, because well, he's, he's just a bit himself. like a national treasure now, though, isn't he? Yeah, it's completely. And he's a great, great guy. Yeah, he's, he's smart, tougher. He's a nice bloke. And uh, let's face it, he was a world-class cricketer. And yeah. he is a joy to, to be around. He's a very funny guy. Me and him just like, oh, my God, me and him. We just laugh. Yeah. Man. We just laugh. We just have a problem. Well, you can tell he comes across on the, the podcast. Yeah. I was, it was, again, it was like being, I was there in the room. I was, I was there, well, I was well, like that, doing my job and I'm like, like I'm laughing. <laughs> well, well, that's our vibe, you see. Me and Tuffers, that's why I wanted him as my very first guest. Because yeah. me and Tuffers there, I just pressed, pressed record. 
And that was that. You just know. That's what I said to him. I said, I said, Tuffies, you are live on Kelly's Heroes. Please do not swear. <laughs> he goes, Oh, we're live, are we? <laughs> and I said, No, I wouldn't do that to you. He said, It'd be fine. We'd be all right. You know, he's he's an old pro. He's he, he's. I tell you what. Not only was he, is he a brilliant cricketer and a, and a great guy, but his knowledge of cricket is exceptional. Yeah. Exceptional. Anyway, go I, on. Joe, I, I, I. I genuinely How long hope. is this podcast going to be? I know, I literally, like, but this is what uh, I was going to say. Like, I dread the day if like, I have actually ever like, bump into you for a beer because I don't actually think I'm going to leave your side. <laughs> because these <laughs> stories are... I, I could literally sit here all day listening to this. Well, listen, let's see how it goes, mate. And, it, you know, we can always do it again because we can... I've got, I mean, Part the three. amount of stories I've got... <laughs> just a joke, honestly. I've got so many. Um, right. And the thing is, if you know, if I get a good a good vibe from someone, I, I can I can talk. You know, and I like your energy. You got good Thank energy. Thank you. Thank You're you. Welcome. I'll, I will take that. So I have got two final things I want to talk to you about. Yeah. One thing we've got to talk about is your is your film, Trick or Treat. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Has this as well, like, because I, I love the fact that you've got a lot of like passion projects and a lot of passion that like, you can hear yeah. it just having, you know, talking about, you know, absolutely anything. <laughs> is that something that, you know, again, like you've always wanted to do? Like you were, you were a huge, you did everything, I think, until, unless, no, what was it we were speaking about before? You did everything apart from direct that. And that was only because you weren't allowed. <laughs> yeah, that, that, you're absolutely right. Well, what happened there, um, I, I've got to give huge credit to my brother-in-law, Geraint Anderson, because yeah. we basically got together and said, why don't we make a film? Because he wanted to write a screenplay. He'd already written a couple that were very good, but he never actually managed to get anything made because it's a very yeah. hard thing to do to get a film made. And he had this idea that he wanted to write um, this role for, for me. And then, and then we chatted and then we said, well, what should we talk about? What should we, you know, what should our narrative be? And we were both like, well, we're both relatively old fathers. And, you know, it knocked us for six in different ways. As yeah. a baby does, it takes a lot of getting used to. And, and, we, and we both kind of, I'm not sure about him so much, but I, confided in him that I'd actually got a bit down after after the birth of my first child. Yeah. Because 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 I did, because I had very little sleep. Um, uh, it's a huge change in your life, massive pressure. Mm. No one prepares you for it. Yeah. And, and it was only for a period of time. I mean, I'm not saying that I got very depressed or anything, but I certainly got... Uh, I mean, I had to stop the drink. I basically worked out that, oh, I'm so tired. And at the night, I'm having a few glasses of red wine, yeah. which is not helping me. So what I ended up doing was stopping drinking for about six months. Wow. Because I realized even just having a large glass of, uh, of wine wasn't helping me. Because yeah. your sleep patterns can be completely wiped out. Well, it's a roller coaster, isn't it? Like of emotion, yes. like everything. Like it well, it is. goes out the window. And well, yeah, and and so and so we wanted to address that. We wanted to talk about that. So so we created this character that is down after the birth of his first child, and you know that's not something that, that you that is uh, sort of talked about. And um, no one talks about those 
possibilities because you know obviously it's such an amazing thing to have a baby and yeah. not a lot of people want to hear anyone sort of moaning about about the, the this and the that and the other but the fact is that um we made this character very very down at the start of this film yeah and uh, and then we made a complex relationship with him and his brother and then we wanted to set it over the course of two or three hours in his hometown of blackpool which is almost from where i'm from i'm from lytham st anne's just just next door as as my brother is so we said let's set it in blackpool you know um let's light it beautifully let's let's basically because we raised the money ourselves we, we, we produced it ourselves um uh i i pretty much cast it i got all my famous mates to say yeah after working on the script with Geraint, for, i mean he delivered the first script to me and then we worked on the script over a period of two or three months to basically get it as best as we could and then when we both thought it was ready, I, I then sent it off to my to yeah. my mates. They all said, yeah. Then we used them on the back of um, saying yes to go out with confidence and raise money. And it was a blessed film because it took us about a year from that script being written to being on set. Yeah. Which is unheard of. It normally takes about three years to get to that point. And, um, and then we um, got lucky. And, and, I've, and I've said this before. It was the best experience I've ever had on a film set. And Amazing. partly it was because of the whole joy of being surrounded by my brother, um, some of my best friends in, yeah. in my life, um, my mum and dad coming on set in uh, St. Anne's Pier to like see me. It's a family affair, isn't it? Like, yeah. Everyone's it, there. But... It was incredible. And, 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 and that energy, that clean, amazing energy that me and Geraint had, uh, in making the film it was contagious and everyone thought we're just we don't know what's going to happen in this film but we're making yeah. a film and we're so excited and privileged to be making a film and then and then and then we managed to finally get it made and then we managed and then we sort of ran out of money and then we had to raise more money to get it through post-production and then we had to wait again for a, a release so there's a lot of waiting and um Basically, I'm extremely proud of that film and um, uh, quite a lot of people have seen it now. And I just hope that it's going to be a film that not only people see now, but maybe people might see in a year, two years, five yeah. years, 10 years. I think the film is interesting enough for it to stay around and for it to maybe be become some kind of cult film that 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 uh, it is worth something to 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 quite a few people. Um, I, I'm not sure if you've seen it yet, but um, but now that I've spoke about it so passionately, maybe you sort of might no, watch definitely. it. No, definitely. Give me a DM. It's... Slide into my DMs again. <laughs> Say, Craig, you're absolutely right, right about that. You did look depressed at the start of the film. <laughs> no, but, um, but I, yeah, I think so it very, comes very across, mate, like how much passion and everything goes into like anything creative that you do. I mean, yeah. You know, I was, you know, I was aware of you before this happened. Then I became a, such a huge fan of the podcast. And then now Thank I just felt any, everything that you seem to like put your, like your mind to. And I hope, you know, to God that your painting is as good as everything else. That <laughs> you do. Hey, well, here's, well, well, here's, here's an insight into my brain. I'll just tell you something about my brain. So I have just had the best painter I've ever had do painting for us in my house. My wife, who's an interior designer, said, he's the best painter I've ever seen. His finish is excellent. I wanna get close to him. 
<laughs> based on nothing, based on no experience of painting. I've not even got the patience that he had. And I still want to be, I, I want to aim high. Yeah. And that's it. And that's, I suppose, what's in me. It's in me. I just want to be the best I possibly can. And if I've given my all and I've tried my best and it's not as good as I, as I thought, then that's okay. Yeah. But what's not okay is ifs and buts and whens and maybes. If I yes. aim high and I and I go for it and I and I'm not lazy and I take my time and I don't cut corners and it works out fantastic. If it doesn't, so what? You dust yourself off, you start again, yeah. you try again. You learn from your mistakes. That's what I'm that's what you have to do. I think I'm gonna label that bit as Craig's final words. Not final yes. words as if like something no, that I probably should have. <laughs> well, probably should have. getting very hot still. <laughs> very hot still. What's going on? I'm over here. Oh, eating. God. Wow. Here's those questions you asked me before, lads. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I, I think that's prepared. It's probably a perfect way to end it. Like, I think that, you know, oh. final little word is, is so important, especially this year. And yes. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm gonna. T- I've talked so much away from this already. Like my face is hurting from laughing. Like I've I had an yeah, it's been great. Oh, like, well, of a time. So honestly, thank you so much for joining thank me. Thank you, mate. Waffle. I've I've enjoyed having a lovely, lovely waffle. It's been <laughs> been a pleasure. You've been listening to the Waffle Shop podcast with me, Taylor James. Huge thank you to my very special guest this week, the incredible Craig Kelly. Make sure you check out his podcast, Kelly's Heroes. It's one of my favorites. As always, hope you enjoyed it. Hit the subscribe button. I'll see you next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. You've been listening to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and even leave a review. It means the world to me. See you soon.